Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. <sighs> podcast uh season nine episode 17 i think from memory uh this is a special it is international break uh we didn't expect to be here and apologies for my microphone i didn't i didn't even expect to record tonight so i didn't bring my normal microphone i'm recording via my apple airpods tonight so apologies for quality um we're back tonight uh, with Nigel. Good evening, Nigel. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed. Hang on a minute. Uh, there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we have a special guest. Um, now, a lot of people have accused this special guest of being Nigel. And for the first time, we can prove it because we have the person Nigel is often accused of being. We've got Canning Town Len. Good would evening. It, good evening. Would it be funny if I just let it go dead and let everyone just think that so you know, you, Nigel was actually? Actually, I should have said hello again, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, you just... should have. <laughs> you know, it would have been out. funny, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do it again, but you know, the time yeah. is we've taken for everyone. Because tonight we're going to out you and reveal your real name, aren't we? Lenny? Yeah, yeah, you might as well. Your real name is what? Uh, well, my real name is Jay. Jay, yeah, your name's Jay, yeah. And the, and the reason, the reason we're outing you, we don't go outing people, is and the reason you're on tonight is you've made a film, uh, an independent film, a West Ham documentary called Everybody's Second Team, and actually you are listed as the executive producer, written by, directed by, etc. So it's sort of given the game away. Yeah, kind of. Really, I, 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 I'd no room for manoeuvre, really. Yeah, you know, so, well, so no, this is West Ham employee who talked to me once and said, I know Canning Town Len is Nigel. And I said, I'm sorry, but Nigel's not that talented. If you really think that Nigel could do animation and, and stuff like that, you've got another thing coming. Gonzo is another person that's accused of being Canning Town Len, by the way, Jay. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah. You poor sods. You know, I've never been accused of being Canning Town Len. No. There you go. 
terrible. That's, that's that Mockney accent of yours. You just, you anyway, just got it. Let, let's start off. Let's, let's, uh, I'm going to let Nigel take over in a minute about film, but tell us a bit about yourself. How, how did you become a West Ham fan? What do you do for a living that right. created that and how the whole Canning Town Lim thing started? Crikey. That's a lot of questions, isn't it, really? It is. So I'll, I'll become a West Ham fan like most people. My dad uh, uh, took me down there. And um, he took me down there on a. He took me in 1978. He took me to a game. Uh, uh, that I was about to say shit or bust then, which I've already done. But we had to win. We had to beat Liverpool to stay up. It's quite a, a prominent game, and we lost and went down. And um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I suppose. You went out of town, though, as Nigel would call it. I am now. I wasn't back then, but yeah, I am now. Uh, I'm, I'm not from Canning Town. I'm from Bethnal Green, which actually oh. isn't really West Ham or Well, that's what I would call proper East End. Yeah. Um, oh. Bethnal oh. Green. Yeah. You know? Not East, East London. No, People that's get right. confused. Real East End. Bethnal Green. Yeah. I used to work there. I loved the place. Yeah. Uh, what county do you live in now as an out-of-town? Well, I, I live just about inside Hertfordshire, just outside London, really, but I'm not actually that far from, from Stratford, really. I'm eight miles uh, up the canal, and that's where that's where I reside. Yeah. Keep that, okay. keep, you know, so that, that's that's your that West Ham pedigree. How did Canning Town Lend come about? Well, I, well, I was just saying uh, to, uh, to Nigel, uh, all the show, and of course, our listeners didn't listen to that part of the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I was just saying, I wasn't a massive social media fan, but my um, uh, my um, my profession as advertising kind of needs me once in a while to go on there and look things, screenshot things, comp things up, which is what I do. I'm, I used to be a, a an advertising storyboard artist. Uh, I'll do anything you pay me now. Uh, you know, there isn't much storyboarding. Within in reason. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and so what happened was uh, I came off social media for about a week and then I realised I had to get back on it and I didn't really want to go back on myself and I thought, so I'll just be a cartoon character. So I thought, well, I'll be a West Ham one so I'll just, you know, keep up to date with the West Ham stuff. Uh, so I just thought um, he's from County Town and everyone's got an Uncle Len or knows a Len who lives in East London. So I just thought I'd be Canning Town Len. I was just speaking gifts. I'd done one gif and within 20 minutes, uh, Gonzo sent me a, a, a message saying, this looks great. You know, has he got a voice? And I thought, well... No, I ain't really thought that far. I mean, it, it could be fun because there's a lot. I had a lot of downtime, which is why I made the character in the first place because I, I spent a lot of time um, looking on social media at the time. So I thought, well, if this fellow wants to be the voice, you know, let him because you know I like I like working with people. I don't really like working on my own. Uh, we done a little pile. Is this out the other people? Yeah, so you're, you're the animator. Yeah. Who are some of the voices? I know this already, but who are yeah. some of the voices that have contributed to Canning Town Lane? Uh, oh, crikey. Uh, well, there was, there was Gonzo. Yeah. He helped me out a lot because I knew nothing. And another thing was I knew nothing about YouTube or nothing. 
And uh, so he could teach me that. I said, well, you know, I let, you know, be my mentor about it. I ain't got a clue. I, I'm still not not great with stuff. I'm still, I've just gone back onto Facebook. I'm rubbish. Um, who would he have a... Um, well, I think knowledge will contribute to Yeah, few, he uh, did. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. You could definitely hear Nigel. Ken's calf. Is it? Sweets. No, not Ken's. No, I did. Olas. Um, Olas. You're going back to the first film you made, wasn't it? Our um, Christmas story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think that, no, that's in the the musical we did, wasn't it? Yeah, the musical. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes. Haven't, haven't you had Gonzo's kids? Weren't Gonzo's done? kids, yeah, they were the ensemble. Oh, we had lots of fun doing all that, didn't we? That was brilliant. <laughs> it was uh, that was far out. Have it? Did he voice anything? Who did you get yeah. the new ex voices of the uh, fruit machine? Who was that? That was me. That, that was, was you. That was me through Garage Band. <laughs> anyway, moving on because we want to talk about the film. What have you ever? T- so you're obviously a talented animator, storyboard teller in the advertising industry. Yeah. Uh, also able. Have you ever told your work colleagues or the people who hire you that you're Canning Town left? No, not yet. I, I'm in the process <laughs> of coming out. Oh. I don't think so anyway. Because your second name is the same as where West Ham is. Yeah, to. yeah, which is kind of strange. So if you think Canning Town Lynn, and my surname is Stratford, obviously. Uh, then I suppose the truth can be sometimes as strange as the fiction. Yeah. Um, West Ham, no money. Yeah. Anyway, let Nigel take over because I I don't know how long ago it was, but you you approached myself and Nigel with an idea. It was in Um, March. Was it March? Yeah, I think it was in March. I remember it. And you said, and I remember rightly, have you seen this program on Sunderland on on uh yeah yeah you said i want to produce something like this i did yeah and we said right and and the small part myself and you had to play was just trying to get you some some mobile numbers and and get you some contacts and and gently try and persuade a couple of people um we did no more than that you've done all the women hard work and over a thousand hours but no i'm gonna hand over to nigel now oh because He's been there from the start, and maybe Nigel can take through, you know, this this idea from birth to to being produced and, and available yeah. on on Amazon just on Friday. Yeah. Take it away, Nigel. Yeah, cheers, Sean. Um, I, I think you. What when? I mean, what gave you the idea to make that story? Let's start there. Well, it was a quirk of fate, really, because. Um, the work started, my work started dropping off a bit and me, the, me, me, me mates in the trade gave me a phone call and said, uh, we're just going to give you heads up. We're not pitching for anything for a long while. And I think this was down, you know, this is down to people aren't doing much because of this Brexit nonsense, but by the by, um, uh, one of the guys got made redundant. Uh, he become a recruiter somewhere and uh, he said, um, within a few weeks, he said, uh, there's this, this, this film company doing a, a job for Netflix. They need an animator quick. Um, 
So I said, yeah, fine, a couple of days' work. And um, I put this, I can't say the, the title of the, the thing, I'm still under an NDA, not to until next March. But um, I did the job, and I thought to myself, it was football-related, and I thought to myself, that was a little bit easier, I can do that. And I knew what I wanted to do in the moment um, it happened, and that's when I got in touch with you fellas, because I already, you know, wanted you, 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 you chaps to be involved. Probably pretty much because of the phone interview from Crossy, I knew he was the, the guy I wanted to, to start the ball rolling. And I knew that I wanted it to be the era of 1970s, well, it was pretty much Crossy's era, 1977 to 1980, maybe a little bit of 1981, because that was my favourite West Ham era. That was me getting into it. And frankly, I think that was our best team. So... I started ball running from there and I knew you'd have Crossy's number and and you'll be able to put me in touch with him. Yeah. To make a pilot for him. I mean, was you surprised how quick he came back and said yes? Well, I was pleased how quick he came back because, like I I said, he was was my, really, he was my first... uh, footballing era which probably sounds mad to a lot of people that it wouldn't be Brookian or uh, Alan Devonshire but you've got to remember my first um, um, experience of West Ham was actually at Upton Park no seeing West Ham on the telly too young for a sticker book the first uh, experience of me seeing it was coming out of the tunnel underneath Underneath me, well, being in the West Stand at the time, Bill come out first, and then the the, the, the fella behind him with the beard, with the it was named after a shape. It just stuck in my head. I knew, you know, I knew that guy was David Cross. He hadn't signed for long, and he stood up one end of the pitch, not getting anywhere near the ball as he worked out <laughs> being against Liverpool, and uh, he was just he was the the bloke the you know, put the ball in the net and he'd be quickly become the fellow I looked looked out for when we when we went down there, really. Yeah, I think if you look back at that era, you, you know, we've spoken in the past, you know, the 78 game, I remember that game. That was the day I always say I fell in love properly with West Ham, that yeah. game. I'd been going for a couple of years on and off that season we first got a season ticket. So I'd went to a majority of the games about... 12 or 13 of the home games that season. We went down, but that Liverpool game, it was, it was a mad game in, in a way. Yeah. So then what came after, Cross was quite prolific in the following seasons for West Ham yeah. as we we sort of became a, a team, even though in the second division, but became quite a successful team, winning a lot of games. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Um, remember that feeling, eh? Yeah, remember that feeling, yeah. <laughs> guys, if we start reminiscing about every person in the film, we will be here. No, no, I'm working out. up to it. So. <laughs> Let's get back to the film. When we fast and, forward. And the interaction with... What if you start interrupting? <laughs> I'll get there, wouldn't I? Yeah, three hours to do. So anyway, <laughs> so that, that's why I can see why you've magnated towards Cross. Now, yeah. we fast forward. And here you are, put in contact yeah. with David Cross, and now you've got That's an right. arranged interview. So, 
I think it's a great yeah. story. Spend five minutes telling us you you not only get to interview David because you get to stay at his house. Yeah, how cool was that? Yeah. And to be honest, if the project would have ended there, I'd still been over the moon. Yeah, you know, went through as to you just had the conversation. And one thing I picked up from your interview is that David's a very he comes across as a very um, uh, I don't know the actual word for it, but football is his trade. He knows his limitations. He said that I was almost like a freelance goal scorer. Hmm. And that, obviously that kind of related to me because I'm freelancing my job. And, you know, he sees his trade probably similar to how we see ours, which is, might have been just the time he played football. I don't know. Um, we started chatting. And he said, hey, come down. I told him what I wanted to do. Um, to come down, he said. Come up, if you like. Um, and um, stay over. Fantastic. I weren't turning that down. And to be honest, it was as good as an idea. I went up there, spent a couple of days as a northerner. You know what I mean? Real, real, real nice break. Real change of scene. Oh, it was just, just fantastic. Took me down to the pub, cooked me dinner, took the dog out. You know, surreal, really. Yeah. And then... Uh, it, it, I can't remember how, I remember Alvin was the next guy but I must have been it might have been Sean that got me Alvin's number I can't remember yeah Alvin, I, I, was, I've got it? a number of ex-players in my um, in my phone and I'd interviewed David Cross I'd interviewed Alvin Martin and I I, I, I gave you pretty much any <laughs> 80s yeah mobile. And I just really it's <laughs> as good as gold. I don't need these particular guys. Don't need to make any introductions. All you got to do is ring them up, tell them what you're doing, and they're as, it, as good as gold. And, and yeah. they were, weren't they? yeah. And that, uh, especially with Alvin. I mean, Alvin replied immediately. Spoke a little bit. You know, I told him a little bit about it. He went, "Yeah, come on, then let's do it. Let's, and let's do it before the season starts." Because obviously, my concerns were. Alvin and Dev, they still work in football, so I had to be quick. And originally, I wanted, I wanted Gonzo to help me out with like the recording and the cameras and and the sound because obviously I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be good. Um, but he, he had commitments. Really, he, had, he was building his shed. He wanted to do stuff with Amos chat. So I thought, so oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And I can't make any excuses because the end of the day, I know. Because of the animation element, I know it can be a thing. I know I can guarantee it to be done. Um, Alvin got on board. That was intimidating because he's, he's a hell of a pro. Um, he, he, he he was marvellous. He just took control of it. I asked him a few questions, literally in his house half an hour. Straight out the door again. Um, I showed you guys previews of it. And then we use the previews to get the the next guy and the next player on on board. Uh, then we went to uh, Ray Stewart, um, took a flight up to Scotland, uh, organised to meet Ray in the hotel. That was fantastic. They're all fantastic. I mean, such an experience for me. Uh, such a self indulgent thing, really. 
to talk to all these, you know. Was you in awe of them then, do you think? No, no, because it was all uh, probably coming from the Dave Cross experience, really. It was all, they were very, very down to earth. Like I say, Alvin was a little bit, little bit different because you know, there was only one professional in the room and that was Alvin. You know, he knew exactly what he was doing, which was, which was great. It came across really well, by the way, Jay. I yeah. mean, I've watched the whole thing again. Obviously, um, I've watched the previews. I yeah. thought, for me, he makes it for me. Oh, absolutely. Really. Um, I mean... <laughs> he speaks with passion. For oh, he's a, unbelievable. For Scarsa, um, he speaks with passion about the club. I mean, he spent yeah. 20 years, you know, but he grew up a Liverpool fan, which he admits, yeah. and everything. And then, you know, yeah. to, to come down yeah. and join the club 15, 16, and be taken in by the fan base as he was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's repaid and, that with his career. Yeah. A bit of an anorak thing, Jay. Yeah. What, what did you film all this on? You said you're not real. You're an animator, yeah? Yeah. You're not, well, you're not a cameraman. You're not a I sound man. I didn't But I thought it came across, I mean, there's a little bit of problem with, with Devonshire because you were doing it in the wind. Yeah, yeah, down yeah. The training ground. But actually, everything else, yeah. sound and video, particularly with Alvin Martin, spot on. We, you weren't using your iPhone, were you? No, I, I, I had a, um, it's a Sony Cybershot. Apparently, it's a decent camera that my 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 wife kindly bought out of my, off my credit card, <laughs> which worked out quite well in the end. <laughs> so I gave her my company credit card to use a few years back. It said, oh, this is, I want to buy this camera. So I can, you know, buy it on that. And I didn't know how. And she said, oh, you, you use this camera. It's a decent camera. Looked it up on YouTube. Thought, oh, yeah, hello. This is actually a good camera. I can do this. And I might have thought to myself, I can do it. And now I thought myself, yeah, I kind of should do it. Um, you know, not wuss out of it. Make sure it happens, you know. And, and the, the sound was done through the same camera. You didn't record it separately. No, just a clip on mic, that was. Just a, all right. Um, Twenty pound. And you did all the editing yourself as well. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a very yeah. It's a very stripped down film. Very stripped back film. Um, And you did. What did you use to edit that? Did you use any specialist software or? Well, no. The um, no, just uh, iMovie. You're you're not going to say you did it all in GarageBand, are you? No. Well, I've done some bits in it. Yeah. I'm not. You know. I'd, I'd use the things to get the job done. I think sometimes like, with the animation, I, I, I've always done it frame by frame in Photoshop, you know? All right, okay. Anyway, um, that's the anorak bit. Yeah. I'm sure no one else is interested in what te- technology is. I'm a technologist, so I always like to know that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I forgot where I was. Now. Back to the story. Sorry, back to the story, Jay. Uh, How about you- Phil Parks? He's, he's oh. uh, I know Phil is a good friend of... Uh, of Clarence Hugh and, and yeah. uh, particularly Hugh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Hugh helped line up um, Phil Parts for you. How, how yeah. did you find Phil? Because he's a very, oh, very wonderful. straightforward person, isn't he? Ah, uh, well, we, me and well, I went round Phil's, uh, done two hours of filming of him talking about West Ham and anything you like football wise. Finished, he said, should we have a cup of tea? And we spoke for an hour more. 
we could just, it should be available in the NHS, really. You know, spend a, have a cup of tea with Phil Parts and just, just brilliant. Because he was like, he's a superhero. Anyone from my era, era yeah. to sign a, a world record keeper. I mean, I know Nigel thinks fondly of him as well, but he really was just a superhero for well, me. Do you know so. what? We've, it's interesting because Nigel's going to be a bit jealous. So <laughs> we gave Nigel Phil Parks' number yeah. um, around about a year ago to do an interview, and he was really keen to do the interview. And uh, he tried him three or four times. He said, just can't get through, Sean. And only when we gave the number to you, we worked out we had a digital number. And Nigel's been calling the wrong number to talk yeah. to Phil. So i tell you what, Nigel, we will need to do a, an interview. We will get you that interview with Phil Parks after all. So you can <laughs> typical, do, yeah. work your mind. Yeah. Yeah, you need to, really. <laughs> and uh, talking so about... How long does it all... So all your interviews, add them all together. How, yeah. how long did um, have you got of, of footage of interviews, raw and uncut? Um, I've got. I I had to do Dave Cross twice because the camera had auto face detection, and it picked up. I, I got all arty because I sat Dave Cross in front of a bookshelf. Yeah, because this is how I saw something done in in the production that I done. But it picked up a face on the book. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave done this um, this uh, interview completely out of focus. So we done that again the next morning. But the oh. fact that the, the second interview was much better than the first, so that was oh, right. kind of a touch. So I got I got about three hours of Crossy. Wow! I got thirty minutes of Alvin, but like pure lean. 100% 30 minutes. You can could use every single bit of Alvin. Yeah. Um, I've got 30 to 40 minutes of Dev. Again. He was down uh, at the training ground when you did him. Yeah, yeah that was um, that was where um, England train. What's the name George's Park. Park. Yeah, that's the one. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. We've done it there. Um, Pancho, I've got uh, just an half hour before he went out for a round of golf. <laughs> um, Who else? So kind of strip, really stripped back this film. Uh, there was Phil. I've got a couple of hours of Phil. Um, yeah. So you you probably got enough the uncut bits you could recut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll see. You see some slices there. I've got a big carcass of footage that I'm going to slice stuff off and throw out there. Yeah, who were the people you would have loved to be in the film that you, you couldn't get to or, or said no? Well, you, know, you don't have to name who said no, but um, who you'd have loved to I, have. I would have liked Paul Brush because I would like the sort of his story about not playing for the cup final. Yeah, and he, he, he wasn't one that said no. We couldn't track him down, could we? I'd, uh, well, no, no, we can't guarantee it. All I could do is send him a text that Ray gave me his number. Yeah, yeah. Ray Stewart, he's been really helpful. Um but he still works in football. He's he works for the uh, for the kids at Spurs. So again, that was a bit too late. And I think as with with Paul Allen, I couldn't really get in touch with him. He still works in football. So you really are in fringe on the times. But I got the six people because there were the six debutants at the time, really. And what the special thing I did like about these 
six players. Not not so much Dev because he was a little bit before, but he was a big part of that era. These are all regional acquisitions. And it's great. I mean, we can talk all, all day in a Cockney accent about West Ham. Not everyone's going to well, listen. Well, we can. But when it's... Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure Sean can. <laughs> we often do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they get a dig in there. Yeah, well, right? <laughs> but when there's someone's talking in a regional accent who ain't a West Ham fan or weren't brought up a West Ham fan and they're talking about not just the club, but John Lyle and the fans with so much, well, love really is another word for it. It comes across much better than middle-aged guys with a Cockney accent talking on the podcast, and it, and that's what I'm hoping that's what come across in the film, really. So I did get the six guys that I wanted, and that yeah. helped. Frank helped Lampard, me did you did you manage to get no, close got no. to Frank Lampard? No, no. Billy Bonds, I know he's a little bit of a recluse. We didn't, didn't have a phone number. We didn't. We didn't Billy Bonds, by the way, for people doesn't have a mobile. Never had a mobile. We used to have his own number, and you yeah. speak to him. But he's he's moved now, and it's uh, his his uh, his own number is a very closely guarded secret. Apparently. I don't think I'd have been comfortable talking to Bill. That would have intimidated me a little bit. Really. Jeff Pike. No, I couldn't get in touch with Jeff. No, he would have been How someone about- I would have wanted on it because he because the the film really what I did want to get across in the film. Is a rebuilding exercise of John Lyle that goes on. on yeah, it's easy to 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 cut to a sunny day uh, at Wembley in May with Trevor Bookinetta, and that's how we won the cup. But it was a rebuilding exercise. That one before that, it's all about the team that John Lyle wanted and subsequently got by paying a few quid as well. Really. Uh, the, the chairman loosened the person. Yeah, I, I, I think people, a lot of people don't realise. I mean, you say Parks were a record fee for a keeper. Ray Stewart was a British record for a teenager. Um, right. I don't know if five grand for Devonshire was a lot of money for a player that, that had never kicked a ball in the football league. And bear in mind, when we signed him, he, we were first division team. So he, I think he joined uh, the season before we went down. Yeah. Um, he joined. Yeah, and then he came into the team in '77. They they had, they didn't really have mm. him in the team, but still a big jump yeah. from playing at Southall and working in the Hoover factory, as you, as, you, as you put in the in the film. I mean, yeah. is, can you see anything else coming from this, or or is 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 there more stories to tell out there? Do you think, Jay, or? Um, it's hard to say because how many hours? First of all, because I know you've told me this, but just to just to explain to people, labour of love. Yeah. How many hours did you put in? How many illustrations? How many a- animations did you have to do outside the of the folders? The fold, the artwork folder's got. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. About 3,100 artworks in individual artworks. In- including uh, cartoon characters and myself and Nigel, yeah? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 3,000 artworks. <laughs> How many hours does that take? Um, artworks. Well, the uh, I think I stopped the clock in the end at about twelve twelve hundred and fifty. Wow! Um, I budgeted a thousand hours. Hours of work yeah. just in artwork and animation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going into I suppose I, I've included um, um, going up driving to see the players in that as well, just to sort of yeah, to yeah. get a fair representation of, of how long the project takes. So it's 1,250 yeah, hours to get a 90-minute film. I, w- yeah, I won't tell you, I won't ask you how much people in your industry earn per hour, but one would think that's that's quite a bit of investment. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I took a sabbatical, sabbatical to do it, really, because I I knew there was going to be no work out there. Yeah. So when I heard that, I thought, I've got to do this now. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't see – I don't expect to see any of that money back. Well, you say that. That's a really good place for a plug, right? And and then Nigel can carry on talking. Um oh. Because, you know, you put a lot of effort in, your own time, et cetera. It's a labour of love. But the reason it got launched, and, and hopefully Nigel will ask you how you got to get it on Amazon. It's on Amazon Video Prime or whatever it's called. It's just pound ninety-nine. I know hundreds of people have downloaded it already, including myself, even though I've got a preview. I, I've watched it on a, on a big screen on, on Amazon. Um, this is the reason you're charging one ninety-nine is to get some of those expenses back for your, yeah. your plane tickets and your petrol <laughs> expenses and you know, and to, and to put food on the table, isn't it? You're not trying to make a massive profit out no. of this. 
you're just trying to cover your expenses, which must have yeah. run into many thousands just yeah, to make this yeah. film, yeah? Yeah, really, yeah. And listen, so I know... right now, log on to Amazon. It will be on our Facebook group, <laughs> where it is already on our Facebook group. You know, download it, um, because films like this can only be made if people support the projects afterwards. Not everything's for free. And what's two quid nowadays? What's one pound ninety nine? That that won't even buy you a pint. Uh, it won't even buy you one of Nigel's pies on his pie stall. No. Well, Have you downloaded you it? Uh, I, I haven't got Amazon. Oh, that's a poor excuse. So, Download it. Just, just send two quid I've already to, seen uh, it. You can take the play on your screen. <laughs> you know, why do I need a paint for it when I've already seen it? That would be like oh, my granddad would be saying. Now, while, while we're on that, how, how do you get about getting something on Amazon? Now, you can't just record something on your phone like YouTube and upload it to Amazon, can you, Jay? It, well, one would think we, there's a whole we, quality. We can have program. a go. <laughs> um, no, there is a, a, a QC pro, process, but as I didn't fail it, I don't really know the parameters of it. They're definitely, I'll tell you something. Um, I had to type out all the subtitles, which, considering Ray Stewart's in the film, that weren't easy. <laughs> um, what else do you do? Do you have to? You haven't had to recall Japanese tracks or uh, or Spanish. I, I would have had to do that if I wanted it in Japan. But someone gave me a, a tip off yesterday. One of my followers who's in Japan because I said, "Can you can you check check if this is available in Japan?" And she says, "I've had a check." And she sent me a screen grab. Said, "No, it's not." And um, said, I think there's only me here who knows who West Ham are. So I thought, okay, I won't bother. That's not true, actually. Um, no, they, they, yeah, they, the Japanese yeah, Amers there's a group called now, the Urawa so. Amers, and there's a Japanese punk oh, band right. that plays Bubbles. Uh, I saw that. I saw that, <laughs> yeah. Awful. <laughs> but you're not going to do any no, oh, no. No, see with Washington. How does it work? Do you, do you literally just send them a copy and upload it and wait for the, it to be approved. How much of a cut to that? You, you didn't tell me to piss off. They take 50%. They take 50%. The good thing so about it, you get a pound for every, every one downloaded yeah. and they get. Yeah. They You're get making this sound like a charity drive now. Well, look, we did talk a pound. about, we could share with the, the reader. One of the models you looked at was to crowdfund this production in, yeah. in the first place uh, to get the, the, you know, to pay for the expenses up front. Yeah. You know, um, look, I know you're a modest man and you wouldn't beat your own drum, uh, especially if you're out of work. But I'll do <laughs> it for you to say, you know, I, I think people, you know, should be rewarded for their creative skills. You know, you're not, you're not out there with a begging bowl. I'll do that for you. You no, know, I think you deserve some, <laughs> some, uh, some of your expenses to be paid back, and, and hopefully, thousands of people will uh, download this and, and give you a few quid. Maybe it won't it won't cover all your expenses, but you know, hopefully, some of them. You never know your luck, do you? Really, but the important thing is that I've done it. It was a once in a lifetime chance to do it, and yeah, it was hard work. But I'm glad I've done it because the 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 the, the, the I suppose the, the main motivation for the project was do it. There are not enough of 
the West Ham players that I admire, there's not enough footage of them for a start because there wasn't cameras at every game. There's not enough of it on YouTube. So and we, did, we, we will just cover off Len, because uh, sorry, Len, Jay, you you did ask me about getting footage, and I, I spoke to the That's club. Right, yeah. Um, you know, we we did try to get footage because straight away you said, look, this might make it come alive if you get the footage. Yeah. Um, but the answer came back um, after a long time. Uh, <laughs> the, the club don't really own any footage. Um, the footage was not recorded in those days. Uh, the club didn't have their own cameras, etc. So all the footage was uh, belongs to the TV companies, you know, LWT and, you know, Match of the Day. And who, who else used to put on Thames Television? Um, so they own the rights. And when I believe, uh, talking to the club, um, they have to license it themselves when they need to use it. Yeah, so, well, they'd have to, yeah. And, and and I think just to share, and again, I hope you don't mind me um, betraying what you told me, is it's it's a fortune to license some of these things, oh, yeah. isn't it? You talk to me about £5,000 yeah. a month for some. Yeah, the, this, is, um, this is how it works. I mean, and, and this is why things don't happen. This is really why you haven't seen a film about West Ham before. Uh, the What you pay for... Uh, um, archive isn't it's this just overpriced it's just how they do things um, um you can try and um you can try and um barter them down but at the end of the day what they what they would rather do they'd rather you rather catch you using it and make a settlement in court to pay it that's the cynical way that films oh, really? work yeah i mean you, if you at the end of every film there's there's a long name of people uh, on the credits for a reason, and most of them are solicitors <laughs> or people are trying to get things organised because that's how even the most um, straightforward thing is a solicitor's job making films. Yeah. So the more I could animate, the more I was on the right side of the law. Yeah. So and that's I suppose really that's why people like use me in the trade when they want to pitch an idea like a, a TV advert to a company. They don't have to go buy an archive or use an actors and that. I just storyboard it. They show them that. They get a rough idea for it. Say, yeah, or nay. And then they spend the money and get rid of me. <laughs> which is that, so, if you, so you're out of work at the moment. If you need an animator to do this or an independent filmmaker, you're available for hire, Jay, yeah? Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's just touch on something. I know we probably want to do some questions and we'll ask Nigel if he's got any more questions, but I'm oh, trying to move this on a little bit. DVD yeah. rights. Oh, Christ. Yeah. So, uh, I want to be careful what I say. Uh, no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> we didn't make the club about DVD rights, um, but the club uh, declined, saying there wasn't enough market for DVD. Um, even when we offered the DVD rights for free. Is that right, Jay? Right. We did offer uh, the DVD rights for free. Um, and their view was just there is no market in DVD, but we know some people are that. It, is it still an option that if if we had enough or you had enough demand that some pre-order could be done to, to put this out on DVD or do you think ship sailed? Well, 
that well, what I wanted to do, I wanted to, as with the situation when I started Camden Town and with Gonzo learned about YouTube, I wanted to learn about Amazon Prime with this project. So for me personally, uh, that was my aim. But the, the, the proposal I made to the club is if I gave you the DVD rights to use to make an affordable DVD for the fans, you can include the 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 team the the players in in the film for them to do appearances for you for I don't know sign the DVDs and give an income for them. I didn't want I wanted the experience of negotiating the DVD rights, but I didn't really want to make the DVDs because yeah, you got enough expenses as you are and yeah yeah yeah. The, the, what the club are saying is true. There isn't a lot of marketing DVDs. I asked. I went in the shop. They've got about four. It's knocking about, <laughs> literally. And I don't buy DVDs either. No, me neither. But I was I expecting... Yeah, well, I'll do it to nick the footage that I haven't got. <laughs> oh, there you go. So no DVD? Not at the moment. Now, one thing that did come out here, I'm going to tell you a secret. Go Can on. you keep a secret, Jake? You can't. Oh, go okay. on. Just between... Between us and our eight listeners. Well, be seven, really, because one of them's sitting here. Yeah. Uh, David Sullivan and David Gold love your work when you take them off. I already knew that. You already told me that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm doing it for, you know, we're on radio, right? Or, or <laughs> <laughs> you go, ooh. So, That's nice of them, isn't it? Jack showed uh, Sullivan the bits where you've done of them. And um, and uh, David Gold has, has seen it as well, and they love it. The, the more you take them off, they think it's brilliant. Yeah. So uh, fair play to them that you know they don't take offence or, or something. No, that stuff. is good of them, really. Um, I tried to coach. Who does the voices, by the way? Who does me. David? Is it you? Yeah, but we and don't. David Gold? Yeah, David Gold's me. I think I said enough like him without putting well, him on. Like no, you say you do sound like David Gold. Well, because that's because it's me. I would do, wouldn't I? But that's actually me doing. Uh, I'll tell you what. That's an impression of um, George Is Roper out of Georgia Mills. Cool. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you had an A level in art. Did you do impressions and voices? Well, funny you should say that. When we do um, animatics, which is a the prequel to a TV ad, especially if it's got animation in, sometimes we the the, the um, art department do the voiceover as well, just as a placeholder. And the yeah. funny thing about it was, when I was working at Saatchi and Saatchi, we'd done an advert for Madison's Refrigerators um, for when you ain't Marvin. And for ages... Uh, I was the placeholder for that because it was rhyming slang, and I was the most cockney in the in the department. I, that was that was held as a placeholder. Um, I got replaced by Danny Dyer, and they paid about ten or twenty thousand pounds for Danny Dyer, and they put it in his sound exactly the same. Yeah, they were quite <laughs> upset about that. There you go. But no, uh, yeah. So you've so little... voiceovers too. Then come on, let's broaden really. your eyes. You're available for animation. Oh, they could have had me for a fraction of that price, I'll tell you. I'll do a good Danny Dyer. Radio voiceover. (laughs) Or do you Danny Dyer? I am. 
Fucking Danny <laughs> Dyer's from Customass, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that, town, yeah, but Customass is like it, just sort of west of Canning Town. It's, it's a bit rougher. A bit rough there. Move on to our questions. Nigel, any last question for Jay before, before about the, the film? Uh, you know, people, we don't want to tell, give away the story. We win the FA Cup. Um, but, um, shh. Uh, because we want people to download the film and, and watch it for themselves. Any any last yeah, questions? I mean, Jay, I wanted to get across is what was your personal experience of that FA Cup run? Oh, well, I didn't. What was my experience of that? Really, I didn't go to any of them games because Dad went back to. He went back working Saturdays. And we actually, the, the, the cup final, we, as the, that was the day we moved out of the East End. Uh, so I remember that day really well. Yeah, and thanks, yeah. Nigel. You've really put a damn on that as well now. <laughs> I'm far too young. I was too young at the time of when it was played. Well, <laughs> um, um, yeah, all right. I remember it being the boiler, not day. But the funny thing about it is, Nigel, I, I remember them them matches at the age. I remember everything about them times, but I don't remember nothing about this season or the season <laughs> before that, which is well, kind of weird. Not. Yeah, I know. Anyway, anyway, moving on. It's time for this. Yeah. It's a special Facebook Twitter question time. Where you, you the listeners, all seven of you, including Jay, get to ask Canning Town Len, aka Jay Stratford, questions about his film or himself. Away you go. Oh, uh, well, George would have loved this because there's um, four comments. So, Brilliant. about half hour ago, I put recording special with you and the maker of the new West Ham film telling the story. Ask a question, and I'll try and ask him. So it's not really four questions. There's a couple of questions and a great comment from Matthew Attry. So old Ziggy Stardust has wrote in first to say, he's watched it today and it was great viewing. And I hope that our current crop of players get to watch as it might give them some sense of what West Ham is all about. Does Len, that's you, Jay, think we'll be looking back at our current squad in 40 years' time with as much affection or is it the West Ham we grew up with, just a dim and distant nostalgic memory, but always our heroes? Is is there well, a little Jay out there watching this team and yeah. in 40 years' time he's going to make a film? Nah. Nah. <laughs> no, it's not, not a really. trick The answer's no. Nah. It's just not. Times have changed for one. I get that. I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I think they should be a bit more like the boys from eighty. I really do. Um, but short answer, no. Unfortunately, yeah. well, obviously, um, uh, John Lyle got relegated and had a bad patch, as we've been talking before. But you know, there was no social media calling for his no. head in those days. No. Well, um, I mean, imagine, and maybe this is my own question to you, Jay. What would have happened in that run? Of 1977 to 1980, if social media existed in those oh, days. I dread to think, wouldn't you? 
Yeah. I dread to think. Um, God knows how many managers we would have gone through in the John Lyle era. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it wasn't like that then. I, feel, I think you've got to look uh, at the, the ownerships were different then as well. Yeah, you know, right, it, yeah. West Ham was still owned by yeah. West Ham people, so uh, as much as a lot of people Oof. dislike them, you know, I think they get bad press. Uh, Paul Turner, friend of the show, has asked, how many voices does Nigel do for Canning Town, Len, and which ones? Uh, well, you'll be best to answer Yeah, but I think Nigel, he's really? being a nosy bastard. So, uh, you don't, do you do on a regular basis? I know you, no, you did so the, the, the story, it, the, I did some for the um, Charles Dickens Christmas story, um, which was the first time we probably worked together. But then again, that was because I took my story to him and gave it to him and said, look, I wrote this a few years ago. I think it would be fun to have it um, made if you could – create something and what you came up with was something better than I ever imagined in my head the day I wrote it. Um, there you go. So I did a couple of voices for that and then with the David Gold musical which which if I thought the, the Charles Dickens one Christmas Carol was outstanding you went even further with the um, musical and I mean that was great. Because you, you would you would text us to say, "Why right, I need you to say this," uh, and we was in a group chat when we were Gonzo and Abby, and and then yeah. you, you would get all these voice messages back, where I know it would take me eighteen attempts to say, "Oh, less." Well, it is tough. it is tough, or some of the voices, you know, the sing along choruses where you put us all together. You said, "I need you to all sing this." And it it, it it wasn't easy. Uh, I, funny enough, I'd done all that. No more bits. I'd done all that in one take, which is sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? It makes me sound like a pro, but to, I just did it, and I just. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Brilliant. With me, I, I think oh, I had a problem. I don't know about you. I it's hear back when I hear know. back. I don't think I talk common. And yet then I listen to myself on a record and I think, oh, God, oh, it just sounds terrible. And um, I, I, my mum probably cringes at the way I speak, to be fair. She probably thinks she brought me up better than this. But um, sadly, she, sure she loved you. Yes, I'm you. sure she does. <laughs> she loves you. She's <laughs> very proud of me. <laughs> I wish I could say the same about my mum. She's, like, she's, she's disgusted in the way I talk. She thinks that obviously our moving out forty years ago would make me sound better, but you don't really. Can I ask you a yeah, question, Nigel? So you're you, along with myself and Hugh, right? You're on the yes. credits at the end. What did you do for the film? What did I do? What was your contribution? <laughs> he, he started the ball rolling, didn't he? He gave me the David. You got him. Yeah, Oh, no, David Cross was one of ours. He wouldn't have had that before. What did no, that's you what do? I did. I emailed David Cross. You're a hanger. You well, a hanger on. See, oh. uh, well, <laughs> you were giving me grief earlier when we we've been running articles on Clown Hugh because we're doing a bit of publicity. We've published a picture of Hugh and myself in cartoon form. You're going, oh, 
Oh, it's all yeah, about the ego. So the way I see it is because what people may not know is obviously I can spot all the other people that he's put in there. Um, yeah, I've seen them as well. You d- people so don't that's know what them. I'm saying. So I like that as being part of the mystery. So I've not pointed out that I'm in it. I've not had a go publicly at Jay for making me fatter than you. Um, Sorry, you know, yeah, I, thanks, I thought Jay. the camera was supposed uh, to, yeah. you know, put on yeah, £10, pounds, not lose it in Sean's case. I find Sean hard to draw. You'd need more ink now. Well, but, uh, you know, what can you do? You didn't when you did me as a uh, uh, a statue with Nigel. I had to trace a, that picture I'd done you of a statue. I had to trace an image of Ian Bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I could get. I'll try a few times, but we just don't nothing like him. And I thought the shape of the other being built. If I start with that and then just reshape the eyes. Oh, great. Anyway, Ian Bill, dear, oh dear, we're going to die now on that one. Uh, Richard Dodds, Dodds, says, can Canning Town Lynn do a video of all your eight listeners? Yeah, I suppose well, I could we, do. We could, but, but as I found out with the football team last week, when you put so many listeners in a football team, those not in the football team yeah. now start complaining. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I, I'm one of them. In the football team, uh, so uh, I've, so the football team. I think we got a, we got a reserve bench. I think we're probably up to sixteen listeners by the amount of complaints. And finally, I'll just leave it with Matthew Attree with a comment at night. It says Brady out. What's that got to do? With well, the that's the comment. Um, as you know, we are the people's podcast. We always read out. All the comments. Even though I'm disappointed because I'd right, like well, to see Rita out trading. But... <laughs> <laughs> so Rita's not popped up and said anything tonight. I'm much disappointed. Yeah. So uh, let's just have a look. Anything on. Uh... Oh, look. Um, uh, Hammeran Hurst ST. So three hours ago to us on Twitter. I bought and just watched everybody's second team. Really great production. Just wish we could get the chance to experience a cup win again soon. Love the characters in the film. I love the podcast. I listen every week. Keep up the good work, guys. And that's uh, Hurst with two R's. God bless you, Hurst with two R's. God bless so, you. So before we go, yeah, um, I've got a little bit of a surprise. Because uh, we're recording this on Monday night on the the 18th of November. And in two days' time on the 20th um, of November, it's going to be someone's birthday. Do you, do you know whose birthday it is, Jay? What a funny thing. It's someone in this podcast. It isn't me or you. Now, oh, that's about it. Uh, 50 years ago, in two days' time, somewhere in Barking. Uh, Howard's Road, Plasto, I'll have you know. I thought it was Barking. Howard's Road, Plasto, mate. Howard Road, Plasto, our very own ship man, was born and came into this world. So, we, from all of us on More Than Just a Podcast, 
and obviously um, John and George aren't here tonight because it's an international break, and they went, hell no, and we're coming on this one. Uh, happy birthday, Nigel, for, for Wednesday. Thank you very much. Happy birthday, what Nigel. Were, what will what you I'll be, be doing? doing uh, I do what I do every year is I go see my mum. Uh, I wish her happy Nigel's yeah. day. Listener yeah. of the podcast. Good evening, Carol, <laughs> yes. by the way. So, I wish her happy Nigel's Day, because uh, that's what it is. And it's the day she gave birth to me. So, I thank her for that. Not sure the rest of the country does, but I certainly do. Um, and then I potter her about, and then I go and have a Chinese down in Manor Park in Chan's restaurant. Uh, I do the yeah, same thing. I'm a bit boring. Traditional, I call it. People call it boring. Even at half a century, that's what you're going to do. Yeah, that's me, isn't it? There's the finest Chinese. Listen, if it's good enough for David Bailey, who eats in Chan's restaurant, if it's good enough for Steve Bacon, who eats in Chan's restaurant, it's good enough for me, mate, I'll tell you. Good. Any other photographers? uh, No, I don't think there is, actually. Ah. One last thing, Nigel. Uh, The pie and mash stall is going very well. Because you messaged me on the WhatsApp group and said, you never guess what's what happened. happened. What happened on the uh, Saturday? Well, a lucky listener came up One of our eight- and uh, ordered his pie mash and called me Nigel. And I'm looking at him thinking, he went, oh, you don't know me. And he went, no. And he went, I listened to the podcast. And the man got his discount. He did. Did he? 10% We got more than 10%. Cup. It was 10 point something else. So he got a discount. Didn't get a cup of tea because he didn't ask for one. He was getting a takeaway anyway. But I gave him his discount. And uh, he did make me chuckle because uh, he is a commenter, Chris. And um, he pointed out I had a go at him because of his lack of full stops. <laughs> so, to which I did point out, well, you have <laughs> to help me out, people, because I'm not really good at reading. So grammar is important, you know. Ian Dow will tell you that. Yeah. Right. Before we go, I'm going to ask, and I'm putting you both on the spot. I'm going to start with Nigel because I'm going to let Jay think a little bit. I want you to do your best sales job on everybody's second team. A little sound bite to go out on. Nigel. Uh, everybody's second team is, is a movie that reminds people over the age of 45 how great this club was when we fell in love with it. And it perhaps tells a story to those under the age of 45 of why us old folk hold these peer, hold these players in such high esteem. Jay, your soundbite. Yeah, easy, really. Uh, best 90 minutes of West Ham you'll see all year. Love it. Short and sweet. Yeah. I work in advertising, mate. Yeah, uh, for me... <laughs> It's a trip down memory lane for £1.89. You can't get better on. There's a load of crap, I tell you, on, on Prime and Netflix. Uh, it's a good 90 minutes. Uh, I forget what that works out per, per second. But uh, download it, and I, I don't think all your money back. Go to Jay and ask for your money back or, or have a free pie on Nigel. That's all the time we have this week. We'll be back at the normal slot next week when West Ham are going to beat Spurs. By the way, I'm not going to be around because I'm it's the girlfriend's birthday and I'm away for the weekend, but don't tell anyone. I'll be are there, you going, yeah. Nigel? Good. Will you be there, Jay? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where do you sit, by the way? You don't have to tell us what seat and row. Where uh, do you... The Billy Bond stand. Billy Towards Bond. the corner. I'm lucky enough to stand. 
Do you? Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, I've been Sean. Nigel, Nigel. has been. And Cannon Town Len has been. Jay. Jay. <laughs> Good night. All right. Come on, you iron. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. How is it coming out, Jay? More than just a podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.